everyone, and welcome to Reading with Christine Figs. I'm your host, Christine, and I am so happy you are here with me today. Happy New Year, everyone! I'm hoping everyone's holiday season was everything you wanted it to be, and that maybe you had a chance to read a story or two. The New Year always makes me feel a little hopeful, and truthfully, I think 2023 is going to be a great one. Or maybe it'll knock me on my ass, who knows? (laughs) But what we all know is that no matter what, I will read and I will then share those stories with you. In this episode, we will be talking about one of my recent reads, Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. The description goes like this. After receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin, begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Noemi Taboada heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside. She's not sure what she will find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Noemi knows little about the region. Noemi is also an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, and her chic gowns and perfect red lipstick are more suited for cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. She's also tough and smart, with an indomitable will, and she is not afraid. Not of her cousin's new husband, who is both menacing and alluring, not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems to be fascinated by Noemi, not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Noemi's dreams with visions of blood and doom. Her only ally in this inhospitable abode is the family's youngest son. Shy and gentle, he seems to want to help Noemi, but might also be hiding dark knowledge of his family's past, for there are many secrets behind the walls of High Place. The family's once colossal wealth and faded mining empire kept them from prying eyes, but as Noemi's dig dig I'm sorry, but as Noemi digs deeper, she unearths stories of violence and madness, and Noemi, mesmerized by the terrifying yet seductive world of high place, may soon find it impossible to ever leave this enigmatic house behind. Wow, what a description. So this book is described as a gothic horror novel which I'm sure by now you already know isn't usually what I gravitate towards. However, I've been actively trying to branch out instead of pigeonholing myself into genres, and holy shit am I so happy I did. First, this book has been circulating since 2020, and all I ever heard of it was that people loved it. Every time I would walk into a bookstore and see its captivating cover, it was always hard to turn away. Then my best friend Liz read it and gave me her copy to read because she couldn't stop raving about it and wanted someone to talk about it with. And after finishing it, I completely see what the hype was all about. This book starts off like any other novel, with a main character that you can't help but find incredibly charming, and the type of woman that all eyes would keep coming back to at a party you were at. Noemi is young, but she's strong-willed, opinionated, and isn't quite sure what she wants to do with her life because, well, she's truly capable of doing anything and finds herself bored quickly. What she does know is that she wants to keep going to school and keep learning. So when her father tells her that she can continue studying if she visits her cousin and figures out what the hell is going on at that house, she takes the opportunity without the slightest idea of what she's walking into. Here's the thing with this one. If I start telling you more about the plot, then you won't have the visceral reactions that I had while reading it. There were some scenes where my heart was racing as I read the panic she felt over her confusion of the whole situation she found herself in. The way Silvia Moreno-Garcia writes is beautiful. You can see everything she describes so clearly without it being all description and no plot. When she talks about the car Noemi gets in to drive into town, you can see it like a movie playing in your head. 
That being said, when Noemi then finds herself in situations where she thinks she also may be losing her mind, well, because of the impossibilities happening around her, you see that clearly too. There are some scenes in this book that I know I will be able to picture probably for the rest of my life because of how she described them and how creepy they are. But that is what it was, just creepy, not full-on horror, which I appreciated because I don't think my heart could have handled it. (laughs) But wow, is this a good book. And I will say that I really thought I knew where the conclusion was headed and holy shit was I so wrong, which felt so good after a story that I felt so tied to in the end that Sylvia could take us on such a wild journey and still hit you with something you don't see coming. My favorite line of the book goes like this. The future, she thought, could not be predicted, and the shape of things could not be divined. To think otherwise was absurd, but they were young that morning, and they could cling to hope. Hope that the world could be remade, kinder and sweeter. I love that line so much because in the middle of this wild ride of a story, it still ground itself in reality and the the dynamics of a family and the relationships amongst its members. I can absolutely understand why I heard about it nonstop for two years, and even better, it is now and currently in development as a Hulu original limited series produced by Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, which I am so excited to see when it comes out. I can't wait to see who they cast as Noemi. I also can't wait to pick up and read the other books written by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. I'd been hearing that she was the Latin voice of this generation, and so far, I completely agree. As always, Mexican Gothic is now available in my online shop, Reading with Christine Figs, on bookshop.org. The link is in all of my bios if you're interested in purchasing it for yourself or someone you love. And if you read it, email me at readingwithchristinefigs at gmail.com. I would love to know what you think about it. Now, before we move on to the art portion of this episode, I wanted to have a quick chat, just us, about this whole podcasting experience so far. This is my 17th episode, which is just mind-blowing for so many reasons. First and foremost, because I never thought anyone would care about what I had to say when it comes to the books and art that I get excited about, something that I know I'll probably need to work on in therapy at some point. (laughs) But also, let's be honest, a complete lie, because I have been forcing my thoughts and opinions about the books I read and the art I devour to the people closest to me for years. (laughs) But now I get to share it with all of you. It's really been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. As you clearly know by now, I love to read, and being able to share that with you and have the response I have had has been such a gift. Knowing that my friends and family are listening is magical, but finding new friends through this experience was something I hadn't expected. Most of you know that I live in the United States, and yet I have quite a few listeners in Brussels, Belgium, which truly blows my mind. All over this world, people are listening to my thoughts, and it's an honor knowing that you spend your time listening to me. I've claimed 2023 as the year of the podcast, (laughs) meaning I will continue to put my heart and soul into this experience with you and try my absolute best to give you continuous content. But I could also use your help. If you know anyone that you think might enjoy listening to my ramblings, then please share this podcast with them or even just your favorite episode to date. I want my future to be books, reading them, reviewing them, writing them, and eventually selling them. I truly believe that future starts here with this podcast and most importantly with you, this community that is being built one episode at a time. Man, I love it. (laughs) Okay, now onto the art portion of this episode where I'll be talking about the documentary Free Solo available on Disney+. 
free solo is about professional rock climber Alex, I think you say his last name, Honold, as he attempts to conquer the first free solo climb of famed El Capitan's 900 meter vertical rock face at Yosemite National Park. Whew, let's unpack that sentence a bit. First of all, free solo rock climbing, for anyone who might not know, is a form of technical rock climbing where the climbers climb alone without ropes or other protective equipment, only using their climbing shoes and their climbing chalk. So take that in for a second and imagine someone climbing up the side of a rock with no helmet, harness, or help, just their trusty climbing shoes and a small bag of chalk attached to their waist to help with their grip. Man, okay, now let's focus on the second part of that description. Alex, in this documentary, attempts to climb El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. El Capitan is 900 meters high, and for those of us in the U.S., that is just under 3,000 feet, which means that El Capitan is three times the height of the Eiffel Tower and more than twice as high as the Empire State Building. And this guy decided a fun way to spend a day in his life was climbing it, again, with no rope, no harness, and no help. Wild. Absolutely wild. Gaining insight into this world of climbing was fascinating, but equally fascinating was Alex. His determination to accomplish the impossible and the interpersonal dynamics with his, with the people and his family around him made for such good storytelling. I found myself being more invested in his life and the people of his world than I thought I would. But also, guys, who the hell goes free soloing? <laughs> it's just still so wild to me how popular this activity is. And maybe if I was more daring? No, not even if that was the case. Could you ever get me to climb up the side of a rock with nothing to catch my fall? <laughs> I'm not afraid of heights, but I felt my pulse quicken quite a few times with the drone footage of this climbing or of his climbing. It's absolutely breathtaking, but also like poop your pants scary. <laughs> And in the end, I found myself so invested in his safety. It's definitely the type of documentary that pulls you in. And the best part for me? Well, it was seeing my brother's name in the credits. So I first heard about this documentary because my brother Nico, who you all met during episode 15 of the podcast, worked on it. And if you watch the credits, which you should always stay for the credits, I have learned ever since he started his career. <laughs> but if you watch the credits and you hit marker one hour, 38 minutes and 29 seconds, you will see color assistant Nicholas Figueroa. Yeah, he's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> so if you have any interest in watching Free Solo, it is available on Disney Plus and I definitely recommend it. All right, my loves, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and you stay tuned for the next one where I talk about one of my re recent reads, How to Find Love in a Bookshop by Veronica Henry. So until next time. I hope you read. And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy reading. <laughs>